Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. going on everybody it is episode 496 of pop culture crisis my name is brad i am here with my co-host would you introduce yourself please hello crisis actors it's mary we're back from the weekend thanksgiving is coming up please do answer the poll today i really want to know your answers it's split right now should we discuss politics at the Thanksgiving dinner table with our families? Because the memes are already coming out. The, the memes have already it's, been yeah. being made. Yeah. Um, my the fav- worst people you know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think my favorite was one. It's like no politics at the dinner table. And then a guy has like a bread. He drops a bread roll and it just says Israel, Palestine, <laughs> Ukraine. Yeah. Like, Actually, no. Now that I think about it, that's one issue that might actually divide my family members okay because yeah because before the show you were saying that like most of your family agree with each other so it's yes. not actually it's not exact exactly the nuclear threat that it usually is at other people's houses talking about politics with people you love sucks mm-hmm. because that's not substantive con- conversation it's just a way to get like confirmation bias yeah well and like i've been like my brother sends me like political memes and stuff and videos and it just it actually just kind of makes me kind of sad it's depressing it is yeah. like and it's I, boring i don't talk about or think about politics in my free time whereas what i send to him is the videos where it's like your friend sends you this and a guy runs up to the screen and then flips it off and says f you yeah that's what i send my brother stick to that kind of content yeah. <laughs> guys we got a bunch of stuff to get into today it's going to be a big one so the marvels is a historic box office record breaker the problem is it's just not good records that they're breaking the biggest drop ever week one to week two for a superhero movie we're going to get into that we are also going to talk about the return of colleen ballinger you may know her as miranda sings she has come and said a sorry not sorry not really an apology over her ukulele video from a couple of months back she's getting criticized for the length of the apology also the timing so we're going to get into it we're also going to talk about this huge ad boycott that's going on on x right now over claims that elon musk was anti-semitic in a comment that he made uh some hollywood studios have gotten involved in this as well as a lot of other companies also youtuber dream uh he is attempting to cancel nicholas uh, how do you pronounce it? nicholas Cantu. nicholas Cantu. Cantu. you might recognize his voice from the recent tmnt movie that we reviewed he's yeah. a famous voice actor so we're going to talk about that we got a bunch of other stuff it's a monday what about diddy uh, well, that too. That's gonna be, that's gonna be the very first thing we yeah. talk about. Yeah, he uh, he essentially settled his Me Too lawsuit in record time. So I want you guys to please go in and answer the poll today. We want to find out whether you believe it's good to talk politics around the Thanksgiving dinner table. Also, would you please hit the like button on this video and subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already? We did pass seventy five thousand subscribers last Friday. It was very exciting. We are now back. We're actually up to seventy six already. So seventy six point two. Yep. So yeah. more 
more of you guys are coming in here, you're hanging out, you're watching these live streams, we really appreciate it. We want you to share these videos with your friends uh, and leave comments on the videos. We want to more engagement from everyone. I love reading the I love reading the comments like in passing, meaning that like I don't ever go and look at the videos comments because it's a rabbit hole you end up down if you do that. But like whenever I log into YouTube every day to start setting up the show in the morning, I, I I'll look at what the top three comments are, right? Just to gauge what the response is, depending on whether they're for like YouTube shorts or not, which tend to be a different audience. So I've go ahead. I've sworn off reading comments altogether. Yeah, it's it's well, it's it's not good for your brain. It's no. really bad for your brain. So guys, go ahead, leave comments, engage with us on the show. We really appreciate it. Also remember, all super chats twenty dollars and over today. We will interrupt the discussion. We will we will read them right then and there, and then we will get right back on topic as soon as we do. So Mary. Are you ready to get started? I am ready. She's ready, guys. Let's go ahead and do it then. All right, first things first. Uh, big news in the independent comics uh, scene right now. Alpha Core, the new title from Eric July's uh, Ripaverse, $1 million, which makes it, he's three for three. Three multi-million dollar, three campaigns, all of which have made, made over a million dollars. So I guess... Um... I stand corrected because I brought up that tweet that said, you know, Eric July just needs to sell this IP while he still can. They didn't expect it to get this far. Oh, it was, it's going to make money. He'll but like, it seems like it's still going strong. And for people like that, people like Eric, who seem to be, what they care about is the work, right? They care about creating stuff that people want to buy. I don't think selling it is at all what he would ever want to do. I think he right. wants to continue make, making stuff that people want to engage with. So yeah. it's very, very big news. It's very, very cool. So guys, go ahead. You can follow the links. Go check out Ripaverse on Twitter. It's really, really good. He has the most insane detractors I've ever seen in my entire life. And if you want to spend uh, some time down the, the Twix rabbit hole, that's where you go because it's crazy. Rabbit hole is a yeah. funny word to call it. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's get started then. So there was big news last Friday. It broke to us that Sean Diddy Combs was being sued by his ex Cassie over claims yes. of R word and many other such uh, vile things. It was essentially a very, very serious Me Too allegations. They were a couple for many, many years. On and off for at least a couple of decades. But now, literally on Saturday, he settled the case immediately. And it's funny that he settled on a Saturday, this news came out on a Saturday, but they know that a lot of the journalist class is clocked out for the weekend, yeah. so less people are gonna re be reporting on it. And here is his statement uh, from his attorney, Ben Braffman. Just so we're clear, a decision to settle a lawsuit, especially in 2023, that's telling, is in no way an admission of wrongdoing. Mr. Combs' decision to settle the lawsuit does not in any way undermine his denial of the claims. He's happy they got to a mutual settlement and wishes Ms. Ventura Cassie the best. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's happy about so do you it. Think, that's, uh... Do you think that the payout is close. close to the 30 million which she asked for under the threat oh. of writing in a tell-all book. I bet you it is. I mean like 30 million dollars is a lot of money but to a guy who's worth a billion dollars I guess it's just the cost of doing business. Mm. Maybe maybe it's 10 million maybe it's, it's 15 million. It's not gonna hurt his pockets that much but you showed me these pictures of him where he's looking sick. Yes guys look at, look at this photo of him. Yikes. Where did it go here? I, I had it pulled up. Uh, there it is. He just looks yeah. sad. He looks, he, first of all looks constipated he's going in the first it. photo and in the second one he's like 20 million dollars what the hell i can't afford that but he can but he, he, can, <laughs> he can afford it uh you pulled up uh there was a poll that colonel kurtz yeah pulled up. colonel kurtz posted this really interesting poll friend of the channel yes friend of the show 
She said, answer honestly. When a male celebrity and his accuser settle a lawsuit she filed against him, what does it make you feel? She seems more guilty, he seems more guilty, or I feel no change. And even though this has nothing to do with the facts of any of these cases, I voted he feels more guilty. That was my gut feeling. And that's really all you have in these situations. What happened between Cassie and Diddy behind closed doors is literally anyone's guess. That's why I don't think it makes him look more guilty. My gut feeling is, is just that. And I'm being honest about my gut feeling, not my actual opinion. My, my initial instinct was that he was probably guilty, but signing up, but, but to me, signing a, a, a settlement this quick doesn't scream more guilt to me. What it screams is we're looking at a he said, she said, in which he loses no matter what, as long as, as long as it stays in the media cycle, he loses no matter what. So yeah. the best thing, I mean, it's, it's literally what they call it. These are qu oftentimes they're quick payouts. I mean, Companies do this all the time to slip and fall artists, right? You sue them, they sue you, and then you just pay them a settlement right away to get it out of the news cycle so that they can't drag your name through the mud. And these type of cases are designed to drag a name through the mud because there's no facts to speculate on. So there's Aubrey no actual O'Day. information to actually stop you. There's mm -hmm. there's nothing that's going to come out that's going to 100% put you in either party's corner because it's all it's all just he said she said information. So by the time it's done, all you know is that you've been dragged through the mud for weeks or months or years. Yeah, Aubrey O'Day um, talked about this because she also accused Diddy of just bad business practices, exploitative business practices. And she posted about this on Instagram saying, money over accountability every time. Welcome to another chapter of the system is well in place. So she seems to think that this is an admission of guilt or it implies guilt. Um, I think that's a different So Alex, when she was on the show on Friday, brought up these damning videos of Diddy yeah, and 15-year-old Justin Bieber when he was rising to fame. And this is the caption, P. Diddy was Usher's legal guardian. Justin Bieber literally just turned 15 years old. Bieber had to spend 48 hours with Diddy. The location and what they did was undisclosed, but we know what happened. He's got, he's not beat those allegations. So uh, this had 35 million views. That's insane. Let's look at the video. All right. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let you rock this every time you Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Now this next part, so it gets where, weird. Where are we off to now? Where would you like to go? Um, I mean, 
Wherever you want to go. Where are we going? <laughs> we just, so check this out, yo. Um, Justin, he's in, you ever seen the movie 48 Hours? Right now, he's having 48 Hours with Diddy, him and his boy. Um, they're having the times of their lives, like, 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 the, you know, where we hanging out and what we doing. Um, we, we can't really disclose, but, um, it's definitely a 15-year-old's dream. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I have been given custody of him. You know, he yeah. signed to Usher. I'm signed to Usher. Uh, I, I had legal guardianship of Usher when, when you know, he, he did his first album. I did yes. Usher's first album. I don't really, I don't have legal guardianship of him, but for the next 48 hours, he's with me. So, um, and, and, and we gonna go full, buck full crazy. We're going crazy. Crazy. I'm taking this out tonight. What you wanna do? What you wanna do over the next 48 hours? 48 hours. Let's go. Um, are we gonna? Let's just go get some girls. Let's go hang out. Chuck E. Cheese. Man. If only it were Chuck E. Cheese that they uh, got up to in those 48 hours. Yeah. And then this second video is Justin Bieber stuttering when P Diddy asks why they don't hang out anymore. Yeah. Everything's good. Everything's Selling great. out arenas and everything. Yeah. Starting to act different, huh? You, you, ain't, you ain't been calling me and hanging out the way we used to hang out. Well, I mean, you haven't. I mean, you try to get in contact with me, you know, through all my, you know, business, you know, partners and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But you, you never really got my number, so. Right. Okay. My number. Yeah, yeah. Everything's good. Everything's Selling great. out arenas and everything. So I mean, that might provide some clues as to how Justin felt about that 48 hours. He's about 16 in that video, like a year later. Yeah. Um, and this circulated another tweet that said the way parents willingly let their teenagers around adults they don't know in an attempt to make them famous will never be lost on me fame is a dangerous drug and an someone replied saying why was rihanna 15 in a completely different country living with the man who discovered her and i didn't know that before yeah. but um this is what stage parents do yeah they don't regard their the safety or well-being of their children they just want to make them into a cash cow or they're just ignorant hopefully i mean the better explanation is that they're ignorant of the industry that they're bringing their kid into but at this point how do you have an excuse there are so many examples yeah even at this time period there was so even many at examples. this point this is not like this isn't some story 30 years ago yeah. where they're like oh my god that's so shocking um, I, I think a lot of it is still is still ignorance. Maybe maybe it's honestly a little bit of ignorance in a lot of hope that they can build a better life, and it blinds them. Well, to, it's it's sort of like they're blind because of the upside. It's sort of like the clueless parents that have kids who come out as trans. Not all of these parents are activists who are trans trending their kids. A lot of them are so naive and so ignorant of this issue that they just walk into some gender clinic full of activists and social workers and trust the authorities and the so-called experts with what to do. And their kids turn into victims of the medical industrial complex. So not all of these parents are doing so maliciously. A lot of them are just ignorant of what they're getting into. Um, but that, that does not look good for Diddy's character. No, and I'm sure and this is exactly what this is exactly what Alex was talking about on yeah. Friday. Yeah. So she was So she I didn't know about that, but I'm glad she brought my attention to it. And also, I mean, also um, this, apparently this is, Kesha this, has gotten rid of the lyric yeah. that referred to P. Diddy in, in the song TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Um woke up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. What did she That wasn't even a with? cool thing to say when when that song came out. In twenty twelve. That, that yeah. wasn't even cool to say in twenty twelve. 
Uh, I have no idea what she replaced the lyrics with. Uh, but I mean, these, this is not the only example of this. Think of somebody like Aaliyah or, or somebody who was very clearly taken advantage of by the industry. Mm -hmm. um, it's just sad. It's yeah. Just, it's unbelievably sad. Like there are R. Kelly's all over the music industry and somebody of Diddy's wealth will always be able to, I would love to, I mean, I, I'm assuming that they're the lawsuit was settled with a non-disclosure agreement. Obviously, why would he settle this out of court? But also it does in a lot of ways, the, the pushback, the opposite perspective of this for somebody who's, who's very, very right now having a hard time taking any of these cases seriously because of Amber Heard, because of the, the, the nature of these types of claims. Now they're like, look, uh, if she actually wanted him prosecuted, why would she just immediately remove this from the docket? And then like, so she, her silence was worth a price. There was no police investigation. There yeah. was never a police but I'm investigation. Saying, but, but, they're, they're, but what they're saying is it looks that way because the average person isn't going yeah. to correlate between the two. They're not, or they're not going to separate the two. They're going to say, so what you're saying is your silence was worth it for a, a certain price. And a lot of people have a hard, a hard time with that. And obviously that's not necessarily the case here. But if you bring that up, you're shaming victims. Yes. So it's, so. Uh, it's, it's hard to look at stuff like this. It really does a lot of times when I see stories like this, I think like, it's kind of like when they talk about corporations, when they say like uh, a fine is just legal for a price, right? And it really does feel like the richer you are, um, anything can be gotten away with with enough money and that's just sad and depressing right so all right we got some what else do we got here we got a bunch of stuff to get into today not just that but I do want to talk about this so we went and saw the Hunger Games on Thursday of last week it made 44 million dollars over the weekend which is fine it had a budget of a hundred million dollars it's it's at about a hundred it's at about a hundred million dollars now so it's got a long way to go before it breaks even my problem with this it's at a hundred between a you know domestic and international box office it's at well, that's about, a little confusing yeah. because there were so many people in our theater and there was another one that was packed just next to yep. ours so that made uh it's, it, it ended up in the lower end of the 45 to 50 million dollar uh debut uh, uh prediction so it made 98.5 million dollars my problem with this is now the media is trying to run a little bit of cover for uh for rachel zegler and this is what i mean so this says rachel zegler no j-law no problem fans still starving for the hunger games well that's an interesting headline because the article from The Hollywood Reporter says that it opens to a subdued $44 million. So which is it, right? Are fans clamoring for another Hunger Games movie? I don't personally think so. It says, granted, it didn't perform as well <laughs> as all of Jennifer yes. Lawrence's previous installments. That's my favorite part of this is they it's it's the classic uh, like newspaper thing where they, they contradict themselves like almost immediately. And they're also speaking to an audience that doesn't understand this as well as we do. Yeah. Well, given and that we analyze these numbers all the time. They're like, given that the budget was a hundred million the and they just made ninety nine million oh in the opening weekend, like that doesn't mean that they made their money back. Um, and it, I don't think that this performed as well as any of the Hunger Games movies, and no. there were four of them. Did you think? Did you think that it was so. going to do better? I thought it was going to do better, given by the size of the amount of people. I thought it would at least make fifty million, um, judging by the size, the amount of people that were in the theater when we went. Not sure. Because it, it doesn't feel like a typical young adult franchise movie. Yeah. It felt separated from the rest of the stories. 
Um, but I didn't expect there to be that many people in the theater. Somebody says, uh, so TMZ goes on, of course, this has also got to be a good sign for Zegler herself, who can apparently put asses in seats as the star of a major blockbuster. She wasn't the star of this film. Tom well, Blythe she's co- she's was the star yeah. of this film. She was a co-star. Like, actually, this is something I was um, I was on a podcast uh, called The Salty Nerd on Saturday. You guys should go check that podcast out. It's really, really fun. Um, and they were actually asking this question, like, is she a co-star? Is she a, uh, is she like a, an additional? Like, what was, what would you label her status in this movie? I said, she's as close to a co-lead as you can get yeah. without necessarily being considered co-lead. Right. Because the movie is told from Snow's perspective, so Blythe really is the star of the film, but she's as close to the second lead as you can. And I actually hadn't seen anything with Tom Blythe in it before. So they're, they're, I hadn't making, heard of him before. They're making it seem like she's the reason that people went out and saw this movie when everyone else knows that people who went out and saw this movie saw it because it had Hunger Games yeah. in the names. If that wasn't the point... Just like anyone who saw West Side Story with Rachel Zegler yeah. in it. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Went because it's West Side Story, not because Rachel Zegler is in. Like it. nobody, nobody. Like there's a reason why it was called Hunger Games: The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and not just Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, because Hunger Games is right. the name that actually sells the box office tickets. Now they should have titled it maybe just Hunger Games: The Origin Dude, Story or so, something. The name of it was so damn long. It was that was a little self-indulgent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's the actual name of the book, so it's yeah. like the the book title is self-indulgent, yeah. but. Rachel Zegler herself uh, said that there should be a film trilogy of Hamish Abernathy's origin story, who was the mentor for Peta and Katniss yeah. in the original. It's, and then they go on to talk about gonna people. Milk it for all it's worth. Uh, people were going on to talk trash about uh, about her being in Snow White and all this stuff. And I really do think that the average person can separate the art from the artist if they if they go to a theater if they go to a movie like this. Uh, for me, I, it's never a problem. But what's funny about it is is we do end up in our own bubble, right? Like nobody who went to this movie was like, I don't like that Rachel Zegler, or I love, or I love that Rachel Zegler. She I'm sure a- some of the people in the theater had seen the Snow White controversy. I, I'm sure. A couple. Because it was a big a couple. internet phenomenon to the point where AI was creating videos about her, I just, calling I just, her a, a spoiled brat. But I don't know if that's going <laughs> to stop people from going to the no. theaters, right? Like they might vaguely remember that there was a controversy. I think if anything, that might be good for the performance. You think so? The negative press about Rachel Zegler has made her more famous. I just, I don't know if that makes people, I, I, I know that the phrase is that any publicity is good publicity. I don't know if I buy that these days. Like, or is I, that just what sociopaths tell themselves? That was, a, that was a saying back in the day. I don't know if I buy these days that any publicity is good publicity. If that was true, all of the hate-watching publicity that they get from race and gender swaps and then calling everyone racist and sexist, like, did, did The Little Mermaid really do better because of controversy like that? 
But Holly Bailey wasn't the center of that controversy. Disney was. That was a big difference. Yeah, did, but did, but Rachel did Sadler has been terrible at handling yeah. PR for Snow White. It didn't just help with Brie her Larson. own personality. Holly Bailey, no one disliked her. She handled I don't it very know if, well. I, I think plenty of people still had a problem. I think that Halle Bailey but handled it very well with all of the baiting questions that they yeah. gave her, with all of the race baiting they did, and the outrage farming that they were doing, trying to get her to participate in it. And if she had, it would have been welcome. But she didn't. She maintained a positive outlook through the whole thing. Rachel Zegler didn't do the same thing. I don't. I don't. So know I think that's a different that's... story. There was more hate on Disney yeah. and them messing up their formula. We focused more on Disney because it seemed Halle like, Bailey wasn't yeah. the villain of that story. Yeah. Rachel Zegler is the villain of, of Snow White. But the, the movie did $44 million in the opening box office. I don't think it's going to do a whole ton better than that. I think that they got a majority of that box office in week one because the diehards are going to go. And I don't think it's got enough uh, substance to be something that people are going to go view more than one time. I think it might be the, the best thing that's in the theater right now. Um, I mean, p Trolls got, uh, apparently, b Trolls made like $30 million this weekend, came in second place. Well, people are just going to see that um, sludge no matter what. But, like, as far as the actual quality of the film, like, it was not bad. Yeah. You were worried about people uh, hating on your take because you didn't hate this movie. Yeah, no, but nobody really did. this was not a bad movie. No. This was, I think this was good. This was a solid villain origin story. Rachel Zegler did well in it. She has talent. She's just an annoying person. Well, they'll uh, they'll use her for future uh, for future inclinations for that. I, I I hope that she learns a little bit of media savvy, like Amon Vellani, which she has. I've seen newer clips of her, and she's doing press for the Hunger Games much better than Snow White. So yeah, PR really cracked down on her. Yep. All right. Uh, also, speaking of uh, of problems, Wonka is facing boycotts over the word, like over the most tame skit ever, over Timothy Chalamet and his Hamas skit from Saturday Night Live. And I'm glad they said a skit mocking Hamas because yeah. that is what it was. They weren't glorifying Hamas in the skit. Yeah. They it was like a band named Hamas that is spelled the same as Hamas. It's a stupid joke. But the problem is, is what they're saying is that you can't make any type of comment at all about anything that has stupid. to do with international, uh, with international problems. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't think anybody, anybody is actually gonna boycott Wonka over that. They I should mean, boycott it because it's a stupid idea for a movie. Yeah, so. And I don't wanna watch a musical with Timmy, Timothy Chevrolet in it. Um, <laughs> either <laughs> timothy cabernet a couple people say i think you should boycott wonka somebody says chalamet dropped a joke on hamas and they were talking so about boycotting about dune too yeah uh and talk so lightly about it as if death uh of more than five thousand kids doesn't matter why would it matter those kids are not white after all a third person said well that's of course it's uh i don't know if the writers of that joke were white but that's a little bit presumptuous to assume that he didn't write that joke he just performed the joke Right. This is the problem with globalist entertainment is that when you get into these types of situations, you have to imagine that everybody, the world stops for every tragedy the world over, not realizing that, unfortunately, millions of people die every day in every country on this planet. Uh, there's war on mm -hmm. all sides of the globe going all the time. What matters to them is what the press decides matters, uh, right, which is right. hypocritical, but also understandable. It's the way people look at the their lens. It's how 
how the lens of the world works for most people. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares about Christian persecution nope. that's happening in the world because that doesn't get media coverage. Yeah. It's whatever the media tells them to care about. Somebody says, uh, this was really crass. And he said yes to this. Willy Wonka and Dune 2 boycott effective immediately. Not going to happen. It, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think people are going to stop on it. I don't know if Wonka, I mean, the predictions for Wonka have been going down steadily, just like for these other films as well. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to see Hugh Grant's Oompa Loompa dump truck. <laughs> and uh, Dune 2 is going to do well because Dune 1 did well. Yeah, I mean that's no like, one's gonna even remember that this happened in a month. That's like a year off now. I think they push it yeah. at least uh, at least a year. So um, the dumbest critique was Dune is inspired vaguely by Middle Eastern themes, therefore he shouldn't make jokes about Hamas. Yeah, like that's so that's such a reach. Yep. All right, uh, and uh, <laughs> Paramount is in a little bit of trouble right now. So uh, they had an offensive social media post. It says uh, the they're talking about the movie Killers of the Flower Moon. still of Robert De Niro from Killers of the Flower Moon, who is a murderer in the movie. And they replied to it saying, you know, he had to do it to him. Um, which is, uh, look, if this was... A, being if, the Osagi nation. <laughs> if this was about a fictional character, people wouldn't have probably had a problem with it. The problem is it's depicting real events. It kind of reminds me, like every so often you'll see the tweet exchanges where a company gets, uh, where like a company will say something spicy in response to somebody on Twitter. I saw one the other day where it's like, my wife said she like, uh, my, uh, my wife said she doesn't like un, untoast or my wife likes untoasted pop tarts or something like that. Uh, and like pop tarts responded and said, some marriages aren't worth saving <laughs> something <laughs> like, you know, it's, uh, these companies will get edgy from time to time, but apparently they were They're very millennial upset. interns yes. get edgy from time to time. That's my favorite was story. when Burger King had the one that, uh, they had the, Burger King had like a giveaway where they were giving away a scholarship yeah. for a woman to become like a chef. And it said women belong in the kitchen. And then it just blew up and exploded. As you can imagine, it would. Uh, even though it was a positive message, it got a whole bunch of bad press because of that. They knew it would happen. Yeah. So you see it here. And then a bunch of people had a lot to say. Uh, down at the bottom. Lily Gladstone, <laughs> who's in the movie, actually put a bunch of angry face emojis right there she was not why happy is everyone this. such a whiny little baby yeah uh this one says i was hoping this tweet wasn't real this is horrific okay calm down calm down it's a misdone oh it's, it's a poorly thought out tweet it's no one has real world. problems to worry about anymore you're getting mad at paramount's twitter account so it says i was uh i was so hoping this tweet wasn't real this is horrific making a meme comment about a movie about the strategic murder of osagi people for uh, uh for their head rights in oil money is not a joke again uh... i get it but it's you're you're going a little far i i would say as much as i've never i don't use this phrase very much touch grass might be applicable here it's not the end of the world it was a bad tweet it's it's not kind but it's not yeah. necessarily something to lose your head over uh it says these studios must be tone deaf twits uh must be the most tone deaf twits in existence holy hell well those head the studios that are the head of that aren't don't know anything about this it's their social media people who are posting this stuff yeah, this is stupid. This yep. is this is the consequence of people not having any real problems to worry about in their lives. 
and getting pissed off about things that happen on the internet. And this person says, do these accounts not watch the movie? No, they don't. They likely have not seen it. Like that person probably <laughs> hasn't seen the movie. It did pretty well, right? It made, Am I wrong? Uh, I, I don't know. I still had a huge budget though, so... Uh, yeah. It's fine. Uh, I, I, it's not a nice thing to tweet, but it was just sometimes you misfire. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Martin, speaking of Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Martin Scorsese just celebrated his 81st birthday, which is actually a day apart from his granddaughter, Francesca's. She just turned 24. So they had a, a joint birthday celebration. Mm -hmm. They shared a cake. And I originally thought that this was her taking the spotlight off of his birthday. Um, it's a TikTok themed cake that says, we slay birthdays. No, I've changed my tune on this. <laughs> I made fun of this at first, not this one specifically, but her and her TikToks with Martin Scorsese. I have now decided it's wholesome and, and sweet rather than whatever um, I thought it was before. Yeah. Yeah, like she is clout chasing off her, her grandfather a little bit. Though. This is as, okay, fine. This is as close <laughs> this is as close to sweet as he, clout chasing off your grandfather can get. It's not like he is senile and doesn't know what's going on. He's yeah. fine with doing the TikToks with her. That's that's they can have fun together. T. Uh, it also says slept on. He looks happy in the photo. There's like a there's a fondant part that is shaped like an iPhone. <laughs> Like, the, there's a, like, he looks happy. What more can you ask for? He looks good for his age, by the way. All right. Uh, and it was all a lie, ladies and gentlemen. Snoop Dogg has not quit smoking weed. Well, everyone knew it was an ad. We just didn't know what it was I for I didn't know yet. it was an ad. Everyone thought it was for edible. He was going to come out oh, with a line okay. of, like, gummies or edibles or something. It was actually for a smokeless stove. Okay. I, that makes perfect sense. Uh, he, I, I just thought it was annoying because he made like a big deal about it. He's like, <laughs> respect my privacy. And everywhere this was being talked about, people turned it into these like large scale discussions about drugs. Elijah Schaefer had this massive like uh, post that went viral basically saying like he compared like weed to alcohol, which not really... Not really. Like, I would disagree with the point that he was making. I mean, I'm it. like firmly anti-weed. I just didn't take his post seriously. It was, um, so it was just funny when he's like, he's asking for people to respect his privacy and it was all just uh, an ad campaign. Yeah. Yep. All right. What would you like to see, cute or cringe of the day? Um, let's see cute. All right. We got a couple here. Let's start with this one. This is from uh, Tacti Platty on Twitter. Uh, says, uh, this is Mason on the left and Macy on the right. Macy looks like a potato. I love it. <laughs> All right. How's a dog cute. shaped like that? <laughs> it's cute. Very cute. Let's do one more. This one's from Bucky Ducky, the stag king. Says, say hello to our cats. The one on the, on the lower shelf is Lizzie. The higher one is Kitty. Yes, we have a cat named Kitty. Fight me. That's okay. Hold on, let me go widescreen for I don't that one. begrudge you. Just keep them away from the birds. Yep. That could turn ugly. Cute. Very cute. Very cute, guys. All right. And I do have cringe of the day here for everyone. This is Joe Biden trying calling Beyonce Britney. Oh. thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or 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 Britney's tour. She's down in. It's kind of warm in Brazil right now. <laughs> Isn't that Taylor? Look, 
thousand miles. Wait, Taylor's in Brazil, right? The sign language interpreter must have had no idea what to say. He's like, uh, I have no idea what any of that means, she said. I feel like sometimes uh, they just start making it up on the fly. Probably. When you're interpreting for Joe Biden, he's just going to start slurring his words, and then what do you do? Very, very difficult. All right, guys, let's go ahead. Now that we are, what, 30 minutes in? 35 minutes into the show, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get started. So... The Marvels continues to break box office records for Disney. Unfortunately for them, ladies and gentlemen, it is not the box office records that you actually want to be breaking. It had a historic 79% drop at the box office, making it the worst week one to week two drop, not just in Marvel history, but in superhero history, passing Morbius as the worst performing second week Hollywood blockbuster superhero movie ever released. So it went from 46.1 million opening weekend to 10.2 million. And they still are not breaking even on this bloated awful movie and that's and that's assuming that's assuming that the 220 million dollar budget is accurate they said it was 270 whatever and it got the the 55 million million dollar tax credit i don't even necessarily count that because how many times in the past have they gotten tax credits on movies that we just haven't heard about it just seems like a way for them to like market their movies as cheaper than they are now um 78 79 drop 87% friday to friday so like from Friday the week before to Friday then an 87% drop and you can't find anyone that's there was people talking on Twitter last week that were making a big deal uh you're okay that's good <laughs> that was there was people making a big deal last week because the the ticket sales were up on Tuesday and they were like the the good word of mouth on this movie's finally saving it it's about to finally catch back up at the box office it's going to have legs like Top Gun Maverick and i just uh uh, and, and then just the, the top comment underneath just says, Tuesdays is half price ticket days, sorry. And the person wasn't even trying to be mean. They were just pointing out that, look, yeah. Tuesdays are just the days when you get tickets for cheaper. It's not going to do, um, it's not going to break even, I, I don't think, at least not, not domestically, it's not. So it's not, I don't know if it's even going to break $100 million at the domestic box office. And you know who the real victim yeah. is in all of this? Iman Vellani, oh, yeah. who played Miss Marvel, she had to answer for this box office failure, and it's really not her any of her concern as one of the talent and the only person that was any saving grace in this movie. And the only one that people seem to like. And, and yeah, this is and she rightly pointed out that this movie's failure had nothing to do with her performance and had everything to do with the bad writing and her co-stars and well she didn't say that but okay okay, she didn't say that but she was absolutely right that this has nothing to do with her so she said i don't want to focus on something that's not in my control because what's the point about the relentless focus from the media about the movie's box office performance that's for bob Iger. that is for bob Iger to worry about she's right the box office has nothing to do with me i'm happy with the finished product and People that I care about enjoyed the film. It's genuinely a good time watching this movie. And that's all we can ask for with these films. It has superheroes. It takes place in space. It's not that deep. And it's about teamwork and sisterhood. It's a fun movie. And I'm just happy that I can share it with people. Uh, I do want to point out, just if we're playing devil's advocate here, if you want like another job, you technically should care 
Like, you should at least be concerned that it's not doing well if you want to continue to play the character. Well, she's like, got that all but guaranteed to her. I think that maybe name-dropping Bob Iger in the interview yeah. isn't a good idea, but, she's but such it's a sweet, true. She, she is, for the most part, such a sweetheart that it's very hard. She seems like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. It's and very hard to hate her. She was the only actor in this movie that gave a performance worth watching. Yep. Uh, she also goes on down here. She says, I would hate to see that uh, that within the fam community as well because it does feel awful if people are excited about something, let them be excited about it. And if you have constructive criticism, voice it, but never be the wet blanket on someone else's excitement. Even her phrase, which could qualify as like backlash bashing, is phrased so sweetly that it's very hard to dislike this girl. Well, all she's saying is if someone likes the Marvels, then don't yeah. crap on them for liking it, which is true. Like we never did. And yeah. if you genuinely enjoyed this movie, you're wrong, but that's fine to each their own opinion. But um, on every objective metric, it's performing terribly and she's not to blame for that. And this is on Iger and uh, it is on uh, Kevin Feige. Feige as well. Give us your pitch for what should be done with Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, okay, so we were, we were talking about this over the weekend. So I think that there's a way to save the Captain Marvel character. So the best comparison that I can see is that WWE for about five years uh, post the shield breaking up worked very very hard to make Roman Reigns the face of WWE they wanted him to be the guy to win all the Wrestlemania matches to be the number one babyface in the company babyface in wrestling means you're the good guy heels are the bad guys and it never caught on because as it goes with the media when you feel like you're being sold something like something's being shoved down your throat people will inherently push back on it because they don't want to feel like like they're being preached to just like we don't like like feel like we we don't like being preached to in stories we don't want to feel like we're being force-fed a character right so i think what they need to do is they were pitching that maybe they get rid of kang uh, and replace him with Dr. Doom. I think what they need to do is have Captain Marvel become Roman Reigns, go completely evil, become an unstoppable bad guy that none of them can take out, and spend the next however many movies as the as the character that's like the that's tangentially connected, meaning they show up in the post-credit scenes doing nothing but evil stuff, wrecking all of the Avengers, and the story you tell is eventually Miss Marvel has to accept that her hero has become irredeemably evil she grows up and then has to end up taking out captain marvel in an avengers movie yes. down the line and i guarantee you if you did that and you let brie larson lean into playing an evil psychopathic once hero turned villain people would end up liking it more maybe not the same way they took to roman reigns as like a bad guy in wrestling but i would love to see them i mean what what's what can be hurt by trying it well, like, there's no reason not to try it's it. It's because Captain Marvel is already an overpowered character. Exactly. When she's not a villain. Mm -hmm. she th th There are no limits on what she's capable of. And if they're already moving in the direction of firing Jonathan Majors or not going ahead with the Kang villain storyline, and they have to replace it with something, a lot of the audience that they've lost so far 
really dislikes Captain Marvel. So and I got, and I have this a, would actually be a really good idea. And I actually have like the, the real hook here is like, look, Samuel L. Jackson, he's he's getting up there in years. I don't know how much longer he wants to play Fury. So you have her off Fury. And that's <laughs> yeah. the 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 To make everyone point, right? really hate her. Yes, exactly, right? And then eventually Amon Vellani just has to come in and be the cat the charismatic, lovable hero that has to grow up and be an adult and realize that not everything is bubble gums and rainbows. And put down Captain Marvel like a pit bull yeah. who's biting someone's I, leg off. I think they need to do that. I don't see a problem with that because look, you're 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 drowning with the Brie Larson hate anyways. If you move away from her, then you just feel like people are like a lot of people will feel like you're giving in right this is a way to actually turn people around and it may allow fans and people who have fallen out of favor with disney to coalesce around a bad yeah. guy rather than a good guy like well, kevin feige it's not rocket science he's a smart guy he can figure this out yeah <laughs> I, I the thing is they don't want to make a woman the bad guy though they don't want to make her well darben is a female villain yeah but not the a, not a the big one not the big big bad though not like yeah. the like uh i don't know if they want to do that with plus it elevate also captain marvel to the level of thanos like have her lean into being the annihilator it and it also i guess it's a little bit different because they don't want to do this because one of the reasons they wanted to create a character named captain marvel is because it's got the marvel name in it but that's almost better uh, yeah, right that is then you you make like you almost make people feel like you're cooler because you've turned your brand <laughs> evil yeah do it guys like i see no reason why they couldn't do this and she doesn't have to play like over the top and uh and super like chew the scenery she just plays uh like an evil uh like kind of silent killer most of the movies she you got to pull like three four scenes where she has to really emote some anger right when she's explaining herself but i don't think you're actually gonna i think you're actually asking more of her to be a good guy than you are to have her be a bad guy Mm -hmm. I don't see any reason why they couldn't do this, and I would I would like to see them try. And then it does it does the double benefit of helping Amon Vellani's character of helping Miss Marvel grow up and become the next level of superhero, and that might help people lean into a uh, a young Avengers that doesn't have to be synonymous with the idea of humor all the time. Not everything has to be raw, raw, hilarious, funny, as we learned in The Hunger Games, right? Yeah. Which was not a super serious or which was a super serious movie most of the time outside of what was the one character's name? The, the, the announcer guy. Oh, um, Lucretius Lucky yes. Flickerman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I think that that's what that, the only way this. to, um, have Iman Vellani's character evolve other than killing off Captain Marvel would be this. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Slane Hope says they did that with Scarlet Witch already. That flopped as well. Yeah, but that was done in the television shows. I would only do this in the movies. I wouldn't, I wouldn't connect this to any of the TV shows so you don't have to feel like you're doing endless homework for it. Mm -hmm. Plus, people actually liked Scarlet Witch for the most part. And when she went evil, uh, I don't think it worked for people. I think this is just a way to lean into somebody who's already hated to make them hate her more just for the reasons you actually want her to be hated. That was always the problem in wrestling, right? Like people, fans hated Roman Reigns, but they wanted him to be, uh, the company wanted him to be a good guy. Now you make uh, her the bad guy, like people already see her, and you just convert the market. I think it's, a, I think it's an idea to consider pitching uh, if, they're gonna, if they're gonna do that with the X-Men. So, all right, let's go to some super chats. We got a couple there. Um, they're not showing up for me. Oh, we got none? 
are showing up. No, there? we we have them, but I I am not able to pull them up right now. Let me um hold on. Oh wait, no, I see Got them it? now. Sorry, Andrew Jacobs said happy birthday to Shane H. Wilder. Hi, Mary and Brett. Hello um, and happy, happy birthday, birthday, Shane. Shane. Let's do two more. Bucky Ducky said first Dark Souls three boss is called Ludex Gundir. Ludex means judge. The first boss literally judges whether or not you're worthy to play the game. There you go. Okay. They're continuing the Dark Souls debate from Friday. And let's do one more from the birthday boy, yes. Shane H. Wilder. The Alex Jones game is great and worth the 1776. I never thought I'd play a game with Alex Jones riding a Joe Rogan centaur. LOL. <laughs> he does? Yep. I love that. The honestly the gay frogs were my favorite part of that. Trailer. I also I was sent a video this weekend that apparently the birds are being turned gay now too. I thought that the birds were just robots. No, now they're turning the birds gay too. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so let's go. Let's go ahead. Let's uh, now okay. that we know the birds are gay. What's going on with Colleen Ballinger? Colleen Ballinger, aka Miranda Sings, has finally made a comeback to the internet. Now saying that she regrets her awful cursed ukulele apology video, in which for ten minutes she sings about her grooming allegations, <laughs> which just saying that out loud it makes it sound. Um, like a terrible idea, yet she still hasn't taken down that video. She's keeping it up. It has 16 million views. It's the most viewed video on her channel. And it's interesting the timing that she puts up this new apology for an apology. She's closing in on that date where a channel will be demonetized due to inactivity in six months. And she also oh, put this out. Yeah, she also put this out on the weekend so that the journalists are going to get to it later and less people are going to cover it. They were also saying that December is when ad revenue for AdSense is like the highest on yeah. YouTube. So it's a business So she needs decision. to get back to mommy vlogging. Yeah. Okay. So she's back on the train. And for the first two minutes of this fall vlog, she gives an apology about how she had inappropriate relationships with her fans. Not relationships, but friendships. Um, if you guys forgot, the worst things that she was accused of were um, sending pornography to her child fans of another YouTuber's OnlyFans, uh, sending lingerie to another child fan, telling her fans about her sex life and marriage, trauma dumping on them, and interestingly, also in this video, she glosses over the fact that her brother was flirting with some of her underage fans, including one that was 12 or 13. Didn't address that. Let's just watch it. Um, and, and we'll talk about it after that. All right. Here we go. Nope, old one. The last video that I posted on here, um, it's really embarrassing, to say the least. I was being accused of some pretty awful things, and I just was mad. And um, I should have handled that situation with maturity and empathy, but instead I just let my ego take over, and I'm really disappointed in myself. Um, so here's what I want to say today. Um, over the last 15 years of my career, there have been moments where I was immature and inappropriate with some of my comedy. And there were times when I did not put enough thought into some of my fan interactions. And because of that behavior, people got hurt. And I am so sorry. I never wanted to hurt anybody, but it's clear that I did. And I feel so terrible about that. Um, I also feel like there's probably people who are disappointed 
or feel abandoned by me because of my silence over the last few months. Um, and I'm so sorry about that as well. I needed to take time to um, to make sure I, I was listening and learning as much as possible. And um, I also needed to um, get the help that I needed to, to be okay. Um, I'm a mom first and foremost before anything else. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And um, I needed to take care of my kids. So um, that's where I've been. And um, but I'm back. And I, I love how she's out. like, now I don't need to anymore. So let's um, get back to vlogging. <laughs> I am not a perfect person. And there are plenty of things in my past that I wish I could go back and redo and um, fix and change. Um, I don't have control over any of that. And I don't have control over the things people say about me. I only have control over my actions moving forward. And so I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that I create a positive kind, inclusive, safe space online with my content. And if you want to be a part of my journey online, I would love to have you. And if not, I completely understand. Um, I do not expect anyone to welcome me back with open arms. I don't expect to change anyone's mind with this video. I just wanted to come on here and say that I'm sorry. And um, I wanted to try to show people that it's possible for someone to grow and learn and be better after making mistakes many, many years ago. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to try to vlog again. And yeah. So the rest of this video is just her showing off her chicken coop and trying so, to change the subject. It's what they call a rebrand, Mary. Yeah. Um, and another interesting detail of this. What do you wait? Wait. That a lot of people are. I have a question first. Hmm? She mentioned listening and learning, but she didn't actually tell us what the hell she learned. Well, look, she's doing this she under... She just used a bunch of buzzwords. She made this video under the strategic guidance of crisis management PR firms and probably a lawyer. And here is another interesting detail about this whole situation that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about. She, in the middle of this whole controversy, she hired a highly sought-after lawyer in Hollywood named Andrew Ble Brettler. Andrew Brettler. That's a great last name. <laughs> Andrew Brettler has represented a lot of male celebrities when they have Me Too claims made against them, including Prince Andrew, including Army Hammer, Danny Masterson, Brian Singer, even Tiffany Haddish back when she had claims made against her. That one just disappeared too. Yeah, that did. And it's just funny what, uh, a female public figure can get away with, because I see all of these comments are positive, but she hired this lawyer who is known for uh, digging male celebrities out of situations like this yeah. that are much more serious. And um, he likely advised her to make a comeback at this strategic time. 
People so, had their own complaints about this video. Some of them felt that she didn't spend enough time talking about her apology, nor did they feel that she was detailed enough in her apology. Well, that's intentional. She doesn't actually address faults. what it is yeah. that she was accused of doing. She yeah. said inappropriate with fan interactions or not even inappropriate. She said, I didn't put enough thought into how I interacted with my fans, mm -hmm. which is totally intellectually dishonest. That is not what happened. Clearly, she put a lot of thought into how she interacted with her fans because she was in these group chats with a bunch of 12 to 14 year olds at all hours of the day, asking them inappropriate questions like, tell me about your periods. Are you virgins? You know, asking one of them for ass pics. Um, Again, sending one these, of them and lingerie. Been, and these are things that have been proven through actual screenshots. And if they and, weren't true, I believe that she would go to every length possible to disprove them. Yeah. But because the screenshots and the proof is out there, she can't do that. She just has to be vague about it so that everyone forgets as quickly as possible. And I think that her being female has a lot to do with her ability to dodge accountability for what she's done. You think if she was a guy that she would still be, the comments wouldn't have been nearly as positive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, the, the lack of a ukulele probably helped too. And it's just like, if you were so embarrassed by the ukulele video, why would you leave it up? Because I, if I had ever done something as embarrassing as that and regretted it, I would try my best to erase all evidence that it ever happened. Yet the video of her singing for 10 minutes about her accusations uh, of being a groomer is still the, up on her channel. In the chat, Senior John says, what did she do that was actually that bad? Do you want to give people a breakdown of what she's actually... Well, I, I attempted yeah. to list yeah. some of these things. Yeah. I can't get into like every single detail but one is that she sent back and forth pornography from a fellow youtubers only fans with her underage fans uh that was trisha paytas yeah and another one she sent bra and panties to a child fan of hers as a joke yeah. um to that same fan she had an inappropriate friendship with him for years where she told him to keep certain things secret from his parents. She would dump to him about her marriage troubles, about her sex life with her husband. She asked her fans inappropriate questions. Honestly, anything that she did on stage in her live shows pales in comparison to what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah, I don't even think of the live show stuff in the same regard. I, like I her jokes on that. stage were yeah. weird. The the stuff with the, in like the pants was weird. Yeah, yeah. There were some things that were weird and questionable about her live shows, but what was happening in her private online interactions with fans was much worse. Yeah. Trying to get them to send videos of them putting tampons in their mouths. I mean, it just gets weirder and weirder. Saying it out loud makes it seem like it didn't even happen. It, it sounds fake, but there's video and screenshot proof of all of this stuff. And another thing, her brother Trent privately messaged a 12 to 13 year old fan of hers flirting with that fan, yeah. making comments of the nature like you're so mature for your age. You look like an ex-girlfriend uh. of mine, blah, blah, blah. Like. All of this stuff is out there and she can't address it directly because there's no coming back from that. Yeah.
she has to now sidestep yeah. the rest of the way as she rebrands to something completely different. And that's I'm assuming that that's where it's going, right? The ukulele video, her ukulele apology video or non-apology video was something she made and posted without running it by her PR team first. Yeah. This is the next go around where they scripted it out for her and told her just the right strategic time to do it. And they told her every word to say and what not to say. And uh, people were saying it was only three minutes that she spent on the apology. I'm like, yeah, because she can't say anything else about any of it without yeah. putting her into legal territory where she's admitting guilt. Right. She can't privately reach out to these people that have made allegations because that's another way that you can admit guilt. Yeah. So, yeah. The the fact that she hired that, that attorney, Andrew Brettler, was very weird. Like, if you're asking for a defense from the same guy that defended prince andrew friend of epstein and you said brian doesn't singer, look right? good for you and brian and singer brian you do not want to be especially in this context you do not want to be related or or like compared to brian you don't singer. want to be mentioned in the same sentence no. as any of those people especially brian singer that's uh especially because he's in the same boat of being one where like uh whatever legal things have been proven or not proven it's mostly just gone not addressed because he knows that it's worse for him if he does. Mm -hmm. And it sounds crazy to anyone with a normal, healthy mindset, but some people out there, they just want to be talked about no matter what the context is. Yeah. If it's bad or good, it makes no difference to them because it's any feedback, it, it feeds into their narcissism. Did any of these people uh, pursue legal action of any sort? No, no. Because but a lot of it is probably because they're young and they don't know how. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they would even have recourse. Like, the only thing that is illegal in any of this is her sending that pornography to her fans. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I think some people might not be aware. Miranda Sings and Colleen Ballinger are the same person. Miranda Sings is her, her character. character that she, like, she gained this huge audience of children in the early 2010s that were like aging with her and then she started mommy vlogging and now a lot of and, her she, audience and the has sad grown thing up. is and the thing is she's probably going to be successful like yeah. she'll pivot and and people will it it'll never be forgotten right every video will have comments pointing this stuff out but she will still do huge views on all her videos yeah like her ukulele video is the most profitable video on her channel I, was it was it monetized yeah. i don't know if it was monetized I mean, at the very least, you, there are ads on Usually, it. yeah, but I think YouTube can place ads. Um, I th it didn't. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I think YouTube actually made the decision that they can place ads on your video even if you don't want them. Oh. I remember because Sticks Hexenhammer pointed it out at one point <laughs> where he said, like, it was always a big thing for his channel that he, he never put ads yeah. on his videos. He, his goal was to get you to buy his, his published works, things like that. But then YouTube basically made this policy where they could put ads on your videos anyways, which mm -hmm. is BS. Um, but just uh, monetizing an apology video is a certain level of... Uh... <laughs> Plenty of people have done it. Uh, yeah, and, and she's got kids, and this whole thing is just kind of a... I, did, I, I think you might be right. I think that part of it might be that there's going to be leeway given to a woman in this situation that a man just wouldn't be given. Yeah, and the way that she explained it before was, I'm not a groomer, I'm just a loser. 
Like I had inappropriate friendships with children as a woman in her 30s because I'm a loser, not because I knowingly did anything wrong. As the song Which, Loser plays in the background. <laughs> that I'm is loser, the baby. mindset of a lot of people who have these weird attractions to kids is that they like have some hangups from their own childhood where they want to relive their childhood and finally be considered cool and fitting in. But that doesn't excuse it at all, obviously. Nope. Especially with the sexual stuff. I mean, also it just makes you look like a terrible person that you're sending someone else's nudes to anyone on the internet yeah. to, it, she was doing this to make fun of Trisha Paytas because Trisha is overweight. Yeah. Like, you're just a bad person. <laughs> yeah, irrespective of all of the, of, the, of the grooming concerns, you're just a bad person this for doing weird. it. weird. She, she was confirmed to have live viewings, viewing parties at her house on her TV playing porn videos of Trisha Paytas to make fun of her with her friends. Cheery. Like, a woman in her 30s is acting this way. There's just no excuse for that. And when you involve kids... That's something you should just disappear from the internet forever. I mean, that's never going to happen though, because she's gonna, she's gonna, she's is she married or divorced? She's married, right? She is um, remarried. She, okay. Her ex-husband has been one of the people talking about all of this. Uh, yeah. The whole thing. Who is was just, a witness to a lot of her inappropriate behavior? The uh, what was that? What was that show that you said you found on where it's, it's like Chris Hansen, but it was other people doing like uh, like. Oh, like there are people that do like predator catcher yeah. videos. Yeah. Do like a clean Ballinger edition, except for it'd have to be all digital. Yeah. yeah. The amount of YouTubers who do this stuff is is shocking, but it, I guess it shouldn't be anymore. Nope. All right. Well, we got a couple of super chats there. Tacti Platy said, wait, no send political memes, even if I make them? Uh, political memes to your family members you can uh i mean you know go just don't go let it, it be don't let it be all that it is between you and your family because that's just sad and boring like you want your family life to be about more than just the fact that you agree or disagree on politics like mm -hmm. somehow having a sibling that you disagree with heavily on politics i guess is a little bit depressing it's even more depressing if you agree and that's all you talk about yeah like it should be more than that yeah bucky ducky said i was hoping for snoop dogg edibles f's in chat <laughs> sorry to disappoint i'm sure he has plans in the future do one more his blunt roller is still still got a job good i mean that's that's the one bright side of this yeah. story is the blunt roller <laughs> has not lost his job bucky ducky said we have those cats or we have had those cats back when we had a flock of over 200 birds they're super friendly with the ducks nothing to worry about well, nothing to worry about until there is. Yeah. Or plus the birds might be turning gay anyways, according to Alex Jones. So Yeah. Are your ducks gay? Let's uh let's hold Let off on the rest and we'll and we'll come back after the fact. Tell us what's going okay. on with the boycott. So there are many major corporations that are staging an ad boycott on Elon Musk's ex, formerly known as Twitter right now, and that includes a lot of Hollywood studios as well. Um, Disney is boycotting, Paramount is boycotting, Lionsgate, Comcast, NBC Universal, and also big tech corporations like Apple, IBM. Um, and this is all because Elon Musk vocalized agreement with a, a post that was deemed anti-Semitic. So 
no one is really quoting directly what this post was. Journalists are just doing the thing they always do where they refer to it and say it was anti-Semitic and offensive and monstrous and all of that, but they're not gonna show you the screenshot because it shows how stupid this whole controversy actually is. Um, so Jonathan Greenblatt, the CEO of the ADL, posted the screenshot. Thank you for that. Um, Elon Musk was replying to the following tweet saying Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. And Elon replied, you have said the actual truth. Uh, and a day later, he said that Media Matters is an evil organization. He was proven correct because Media Matters just got caught red-handed altering screenshots of offensive posts on X to show advertisements from big corporations right under them that were not originally there to goad these corporations, I presume, into boycotting yeah. and making public statements about X. They just hate that this platform exists. They hate that people are able to speak somewhat freely on this platform. It's the only social media platform that you're able to do that anymore. And they can't stand that. That's what this is all about, I think. It's also fair to point, somebody else pointed out, they said this all happened like the day after Xi Jinping met with everyone. So uh, you never know, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going into it. Another weird coincidence, if you will, is that David Brock, the founder and CEO of Media Matters, who are posting these altered screenshots, was once one half of a DC power couple with James Alephantis, the owner of Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria, the center of the Pizzagate movement. Oh, the guy who got uh, arrested? Yeah. Yeah. The, for, yeah. the former gay lover of the, the owner of Comet Ping Pong. Yeah. It's just beyond parody at this point. Well, the, the guy who, who said that he debunked it also, mm -hmm. right? Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like, it feels like, I, I remember when Pizzagate got mentioned in like a, in like a, an episode of NCIS New Orleans. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is the world coming to? Yeah. Um, and another thing that's interesting about this um, is that IBM is one of the corporations boycotting advertisements on X right now. And I found out that IBM is trying to cover some of their own tracks. So... I have here some supplemental materials. This book is IBM and the Holocaust, the strategic alliance between Nazi Germany and America's most powerful corporation, or at least it was back in 2002 or whatever when this was published, by Edwin Black. And I posted about this saying, Turns out IBM assisted Nazi Germany in collecting census data on their Jewish population using IBM tabulating machines. And in 1937, IBM's CEO Thomas J. Watson said that the world must extend a sympathetic understanding to the German people and their aims under the leadership of Adolf Hitler. So isn't it ironic that they are now staging a boycott on this social media platform over anti-Semitism when they have their own dirty history that they're trying to cover up. Wasn't VW also started by a... That, yes, yeah, yeah Volkswagen, yeah. but it what is a German company, what if IBM is not. I wonder if they're boycotting as well. Yeah. 
Um, and I also pointed out that Dua Lipa recently confronted Tim Cook. Apple is also boycotting X right now over their scandalous use of child slave labor in making their products. I don't know why Dua Lipa had to be the person to bring up that question. Technically, but... <laughs> uh, technically, um, Ricky Gervais brought it up in 2020 at the, yeah. <laughs> at the Golden Globes. Ultimately, the point is, though, that these companies stage boycotts when they make risk-benefit analyses, not because they found out that X doesn't align with company values. Companies don't have values. They don't have principles. They just have a bottom line to worry about. Yeah. The idea of a company having values is born strictly out of wanting to improve stock price right. in company in uh, safe face for the company. I've always laughed at that notion, but it's uh, it's funny because the reason why it works so well that that idea to me is because for for years um, I've always known found it interesting when people that I would talk to or knew would talk about companies and wonder why they didn't act like people. Why, why aren't you more empathetic? Why aren't you more sympathetic? Like, uh, like if, if an employee gets sick, right. And they, and they're like, they're not willing to cover their health insurance and stuff like that, or they're not willing to cover their medical expenses. The argument is always like, look, the company could be humane and do this for their employee. I said, even if they did, they wouldn't do it because they care about the employee. Mm -hmm. They would do it for the fantastic publicity it would bring the business. That's capitalism. Right. It's, it's, a, it's the ability to trade uh, your, like for the employee, it's your ability to trade your time for their money, right? You get paid for your, for your work. And for a company to be able to benefit from a story like that, it will never be about actually helping someone else. Just like with WWE, the story I always bring up, there's a reason they will allow anyone to go to rehab on their dime if they worked at WWE because their reputation for many, many years was shot because so many people that went through the company became drug addicts or died they're not helping them because they care about them they're helping them because it's beneficial to the bottom line right so that's why the idea of for the people who don't get that that's why the idea of a company having shared values makes sense even though having morals in general it doesn't no. even though it doesn't actually make any sense it at least logically seems to fit in their brain when we know it's not true the way that the media is covering this right now reminds me a lot of Roseanne Barr's cancellation because every time that the that journalists covered Roseanne Barr getting canceled and her show getting discontinued or after that they got rid of her, killed off her character, they would make reference to her racist tweets, but never show you the screenshot, yeah. never quote what she actually said, which I'm not endorsing what she said at all. I'm just saying it's not nearly as bad as the way that they frame it. And it's all about framing. In all of this, this deluge, this avalanche of coverage about Elon Musk supporting anti-Semitism, it makes him sound like he's some kind of neo-Nazi. And in reality, he was calling out hypocrisy. Yeah. Like, that's that, a harder story. For it's the same tell. point that Candace Owens was attempting to make um, about donors for universities pulling their funding when uh, they accuse these universities of anti Semitism, completely overlooking all of the anti white and anti male hatred that is commonplace in the curriculum of those universities. Yeah. That's the, it's the exact same point. It's not anti-Semitic to make the point. It's hypocritical. How do you fix it? Fix what? How do you how do you get them to start actually calling out the anti-white sentiment that's in these schools too? 
well they clearly don't care yeah. right like yeah. that's where they're showing their true loyalties where their true loyalties lie yeah I mean, it was like, remember when they were, when people were putting up signs that said it's okay to be white and people said they were hate symbols it's and insane. take them down, which is and, insane. And the, the wording of that, that slogan is intentionally to show like, it's the black the, lives matter of, it's, of the yeah, other side. It's the black lives yeah. matter of white people. Like it's okay to be white. If you disagree with that statement, it says more about you yep. than the person saying it. So the, I guess the correlation there would be because the, the people who had nuanced discussions about this always pointed out, they said the, the name Black Lives Matter was designed as a cudgel, as a weapon to mm -hmm. keep you from criticizing it. I can support the, the notion, the general notion that Black Lives Matter because they do while not supporting the concept of Black Lives Matter Incorporated, which was a an inherent, which is a business run by actual individuals, which has money, which has spent money in certain ways that many people will disagree with. It's that a has thing. Policy aims exactly. that the, they outline on their official website and have is, corruption that has been investigated in, in detail by people other than us. But there is no it's okay to be white incorporated. Yeah, so, But if there was and it started pushing a bunch of stuff that I didn't like, you would also yeah. be fine to criticize uh, it's okay to be white incorporated, but still agree with the slogan, but we're not even there. You're not even allowed mm -hmm. to agree with the slogan because it's labeled as hate speech. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just ironic that Hollywood studios are involved in this boycott because Hollywood is in no way an industry uh, bereft of their own crimes. Mm -hmm. It's full of degeneracy, corruption, power drunk, actual villains, the ones that you don't see in movies, um, and they want to morally grandstand over something as little as this. Like, it wasn't even Elon Musk's post. He agreed with someone else's post. Yeah. But he's right that Media Matters is an evil organization, and it's so, it's so just blatant and in your face the way that they photoshopped these screenshots to put like an xfinity ad under a nazi's post or something yeah. i mean that's that's obviously done with the aim of damaging someone's business which gives you a uh, cause to start a lawsuit right which is, uh, which, hey, even if they're getting sued, guys, right-wing influencers to the rescue, right-wing influencers yeah. like Tim Poole. Um, so Tim super has... Super ultra right-wing. Yeah. Tim has made the baller move in response, saying that he's pledging $250,000 to spend on advertising on X. I get called names in this talk. chat all the time. He doesn't pledge that much money to me. That's a problem, man. My yeah. favorite was the, okay, so like, so he's going to run more, like him, Elijah Schaefer both said they're going to run more ads on X. Andrew Tate said he would run ads of X on X. Like he would promote what? X. He would run ads about X on X. Okay. Like, I mean, I guess the money is all the same. Yeah. It's like, not, it's like, uh, it's not even like, like Tim's going to run ads for Timcast on X. Andrew Tate said he'd run ads promoting X on X. Got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it says right. So it says Tate, the Manosphere influencer who has been accused of, and notice how they 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 put that in there. They put the accusations in there to dirty him up before you even get yeah. to the the part it says uh, who's been accused of R word in sex trafficking in uh, by the Roman the Romanian authorities. 
has offered Musk monthly payments of $1 million. I will advertise X on X. I will literally promote your own platform on this platform, he wrote on his X page. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and, and Tim, they're all going to they're gonna run ads for these things. And the sad thing is it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't. The, the attack is ridiculous and over the top. None of this should be happening at all. But then the influencers have to be labeled. I believe right now, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't follow Andrew Tate very closely. But he's very pro-Palestine right now, right? He's, he's Muslim. He's because he's sending money to, to Gaza and stuff like that, which right now would be labeled as a more left-wing belief system because it seems to have been, you know, put on the, the lines where it seems like the right is the one defending Israel and the left is the ones defending Gaza. Andrew Tate, by that definition, is a left-wing influencer he's a right now. He's a wokey, but he's not a brokey. <laughs> He's a wokey, but he's not a brokey. <laughs> so you can't win in this stuff. It's it's hilarious to watch all of this happen. But to see them, the way that they try to uh, then label you right off the bat yeah. is done to, to discredit you, all while not showing your tweets. What I want to see is Elon Musk filing a lawsuit against Media Matters. And that should be going to... I also love he, that... He they, definitely has grounds to do so. It says um, they are using manipulated data in order to interfere with X advertising relationships. It's called tortious interference, a common law tort allowing a claim for damages against a defendant who wrongfully interferes with the plaintiff's contractual or business relationships. Yeah. So we'll see if the last I hope that forward. that happens. I do love that they use this. This is the most right wing picture you could get of Tim, though, with the flag behind him <laughs> from, from what was from it from Magamon Magamon. <laughs> <laughs> June uh, is MAGA month, not Pride month. Remember that. You can't, uh, you can't do it. So uh, Bill Ackman, the billionaire hedge fund manager, manager, came to Musk's defense over the weekend, writing that the ex-owner is not anti-Semitic. It's, uh, and it just seems like they're always, it, it, we're getting closer to an election, which is another reason you want to see them uh, disincentivize people from using X, right? If they, I guess the theory would be like if they can get advertisers to pull out and these, and these creators can no longer make money on the platform, theoretically, they'll be using the platform less, which will stave off uh, large avalanches of information being released in a timely manner, mm -hmm. right? If you can disincentivize people from using the platform. If you go on, like every time I log on to Instagram, right? I'll get like, it gives me like a, like a, recommended threads to check out, which I never do because it's threads. Yeah. And it's always, and it's the opposite, right? It's a left-wing echo chamber over there. Whereas on, on Twitter, it's literally are, the gab of the left wing. Yeah, basically. Uh, it's, uh, it's stupid. And all of this stuff, it just reeks of how the billionaire class shuts people up and gets people to pull, uh, pull out of their campaigns. And he like, what, like, uh, because of stuff like this, which is why, Twitter slash X or whatever has been devalued so much, right? Because it and was this is why I think it's culturally important is because X is now under Elon's leadership, the only social media platform with. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission at us customs and border protection. We go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
some meager level of free speech allowed on it well and that's not true because there are i've still heard that people... you can retruth something truthful <laughs> there are still it's the only mainstream social media platform i'll say that isn't an echo chamber where you're allowed to speak freely somewhat and that's not to even say there isn't censorship like people are still shadow banned on x people are still suspended and banned on x all the time for infringing on hate speech rules there is still a debate about whether you can misgender people on X. So it's still not perfect, but it's something, and they can't stand that. Uh, in the chat, Kevin says, bro, the Christians are extremely left-wing, but I know you dislike Andrew T Brett, I know you dislike Andrew Tate, but that's a huge leap. I was making a joke. Wait, what? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's referring to me calling Andrew Tate left-wing. I was I was making a joke. I was, I was being sarcastic. Well, I, he agrees with the... Yeah the free palestine queers yeah. for palestine people in some way shape or form <laughs> yeah uh what whether what what political ideology that makes him i have no idea nor do i really care because the stuff he's talking about is uh uh it's just not relevant there so like i mean i don't hear him does he talk about policy here in america does he does he I talk he doesn't like america for the most part he's glad he doesn't live here so right it doesn't really matter uh we'll see where it goes but it's gonna keep getting worse as the we get closer to the 2024 election they are going to ramp up their attempts to discredit and censor people because stopping information from getting out is how you win elections now uh i think i really do believe that a big part of like as great as Trump is doing in the polls right now, and I did just see something that says he's now uh, he's now leading. I know Adrian Norman was talking about it today. He lost a lot of growth by not being on Twitter anymore when he was banned. He mm -hmm. lost a lot of oomph there, and that's very hard to get back when it's a, it's such a good place for centralized to, to get information. I want Trump back on Twitter. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. All right. It's a travesty that we don't have Trump tweets anymore. All right. Let's go to Super Chits. 200 Watt Studio said cute or cringe. Cute will always be Mary. No. Thanks. There you go. Shane H. Wilder said 200 Watt Studio. Does that make Brett cringe? JK. I, I'm definitely cringe. <laughs> Let's do one more. DC and C said Beebs. Hello, Mr. Puff. Nah, call me daddy. What? I don't get it. I don't know. Gordon Shumway no, no, let's, said... Let's hold, off, let's hold off on the rest and we'll, we'll okay. come back after the fact. All right. Let's go ahead and move on then, ladies and gentlemen. What the hell? You'll have to explain the story to yeah, everyone. Yeah. I know who Dream is. I didn't know who this other guy was, but this story is ridiculous. I don't even think we can show the video because of the, the slur. We have to. Uh, I mean, we can. We can. Uh, I don't There's no way we can talk about it without. Okay. But okay, let me introduce you to two people in case you need an introduction. Firstly, there is a YouTuber named Dream. He we talked about him doing a face reveal. He was behind a smiley face mask for many years and then he did a face reveal and he has some kind of music career now. I don't know. And he was in a cursed uber ride with a voice actor named nicholas Cantu, who is 20 years old was visibly drunk and you know off his rocker you called this a cab ride from hell yeah much like wwf fans will know about the the plane ride from hell this yeah. was like the cab ride from hell so <laughs> this voice actor played leo in the recent seth rogan tmnt movie and he's also known for being the voice actor for Gumball in the Cartoon Network show. Anyway, so they just met. They're in an Uber together. Why are they in an Uber together? Did they say where they were? They 
they were going either from or to a party. Okay. Nicholas Kentu was noticeably very drunk or high or something. And someone in the back seat with Dream started recording him going on a rant uh, at Tyrell, their Uber driver, and then verbally abusing Dream. <laughs> so he's basically posting this trying to cancel Nicholas Cantu, trying to use this as some sort of blackmail against him. And surprisingly, everyone ended up on the kid's side. <laughs> on the other kid's yeah. side. Yep. All right, let's uh, watch the video here. Here's a, the caption is, Nicholas Cantu, a voice actor for Gumball, Dora, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Skull Island, and more, being homophobic, anti-Semitic, ableist, and threatening to kill me and everyone. Well, he just sounds like a terrible person. Well, and also he just, but, but Dream sounds like a whiny baby. Yes. Just, just, yeah. He's just a whiny baby. He does. Let's listen to the bad words that made uh, Dream so angry. Made him cry. They're going to arrest your ass. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, when he came yeah. back, what was the first thing he told you? He, he said, got out. He said, listen, he's he out said, of his car. He said, if you got out, I'm yeah. a what? God, I was trying to tell so you listen, that before so you yeah. even started talking, talking to him. Oh, yeah, before I tell you. Listen I, to somebody listen. who has experience in life. If I'm putting Tyrell is going off on him. Tyrell is the man. Tyrell is the good guy no, in this story. No, 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 I'm not so going. So you're asking I'm why? Not, I'm, I'm not going. Be, I'm not going because you're manipulating. The same thing you say you not want to do or you went through, you're doing the exact same shit, and you're using all these bullshit excuses of why you're still fucking up. So you're 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 the type of person you're gonna have to bump your fucking head for you to learn. So when somebody who is older than you. I want to tell you right now, you are Australopithecus Cro-Magnon rock fucking stupid. You're retarded, <laughs> you're fucking down syndrome, I don't give a fuck. You do not understand that your literacy level needs to be brought up from the fucking Mariana Trench and you have a that was really clever. issue with your intelligence. When the bites come, or the ants come at me, it'll take 10,000, 100,000 of them to take me down. So that's how minuscule you are to my size, right? My stature of intelligence, character, body, and um, reverence in the world. 1K is better for this pussy who doesn't want to give away his millions. Are you Jewish? No, man, because I'm going to do movies, stand-up, comedy, everything, all this shit. That's Music, fine. whatever the fuck, e-commerce. You don't understand e that you're talking to, like, a Michelangelo of my time. Right? Like, I'm a genius. He means the, he means the painter, not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, I'm He's sure. Leonardo, obviously. He's Albert Einstein-level history bookmaker. You're going to be forgotten like the dust in the sand when you're in the fucking Sahara and there's hundred million, thousand billion fucking sand particles. You're going to be one of those and I'm going to be a statue erected in gold. So understand. I, I am like this because uh, ADHD, autism, neurodivergent. I, I have ADHD as well. Right, but because... Actually, I'm sorry. I have to stop for a second. Tim just had a, a tweet the other day. Tim got brought up two seconds ago that he said, you're not autistic. You're just an asshole. I saw that and I was like, yes. yes. Oh, we got, we got two $20 ones from Redeem the Nation. Love your content. Do you think there is a path back from where we are? Uh, I think the point of the path that we're on right now is that, what, what's that term that some of them use? It's is a happy warrior, which I always <laughs> thought was cheesy, right? But I think the idea for me is uh, if you're talking generally, we live in a world now where everyone's worried about these like macro level problems and issues that aren't really solvable. Uh, worry about like what's going on in your personal life, in your family, in your friends. Like I really do think it's fair to point out, and, and I think we're all kind of guilty of this. Is like unless your house is perfectly in order, unless you've got everything figured out, and your life is on cruise control, worrying about these large scale issues on the internet is just not going to be 
beneficial to you until you get stuff you know figured out at home. I think we worry about our lives, our family, our friends, our loved ones, and our own well-being, and then just let the rest of the world's chips fall as they may. The best thing you can do is be a good example to your friends, your family, and your kids, uh, and that's how you make a better world. That's a great answer. I won't add anything to that. Radio Yamin said, Brett, I asked my wife the noodles and company question, and she said, when you're needing a public place to break up, what's good, Mary? There you go. You should Is never noodles and company the place where you break up? I have no idea. You never take them to noodles and company, though. It's, uh, it's where you go. It's not a date location. It's, it's where you go when you're on your way back from Target. <laughs> it's, it is. Whatever happened to fast casual? I don't know. All right, let's continue. That's what the mask is. I think you're a faggot, all right? So that's why. So here he's referring to Dream's song where he talks about his face reveal. And he said, like, I wear the mask because I'm such a sad, depressed, small bean or whatever. It was really embarrassing. And I agree with Nicholas Cantu on that. Nobody Cared about me till I put on the mask. Yeah, just do a do a Bane impression. Nobody cared. He's who like I nobody was cared who I, I was until I took off on, the mask. Until I took off the mask. That's that's essentially what it is. Except for dreams, is nobody cared who I was until I, uh, when I took off the mask. Yes. Yeah. Then nobody cared. All right. And all of the shit that's happened tonight, it's not gonna make it a fucking like brutal marauder. It's, I'm not gonna be a brutal. His marauder. word choice is insufferable. Like, literally, like either you're gonna be paralyzed, or you're gonna be dead. Like I'm serious. Okay, man. <laughs> Can you fight? Oh, of course, yeah. Tyrell, I yeah. apologize. Oh my God, I know. I'm I met sorry him, for I met him tonight. Yeah. Tyrell, okay. The the real victor of this story is Tyrell. Yeah. Tyrell is the real. No, but he's the real hero. Yes, that's a, he's, he's the, the hero. hero of the story. Like <laughs> your your cab driver generally probably has a, a more good life advice than your average person. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what it looks like is Dream being a little bit of a snake, recording this stuff of a guy who's clearly very drunk, saying a bunch of offensive things to eventually weaponize against him when he gets on his bad side. And this happened two months ago, so he's holding on to this video. Which is annoying. Dream tweeted, need more community notes, LOL. Happened two months ago, not years. I didn't film it, and it was recorded because he asked for it to be. That's an interesting request. I just met him for the first time at a random party, and no one turned on anyone. I let this 20-year-old man I didn't know with a fake ID drink. That was after people accused him of basically uh, supervising a child who's drinking. Thank you! Thank you! Thank you, guys! I appreciate it so much for this. I've been um, thinking that maybe I'll be hanging out over Thanksgiving. Like I'm still going to be hanging out here over Thanksgiving. I'm thinking maybe I make a new crisis party sound over Thanksgiving. Maybe something Christmas themed for Why don't December. you go home for Thanksgiving? Um, we don't have to get into it. I'm lazy. <laughs> I, I love my family, but I'm just... Yeah. It's, it's only if it was more than a couple of days. Um... This person said, you had a person under the legal drinking age in your supervision, and instead of being responsible, you let him get super drunk and then used it as blackmail. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that you were responsible for a 20-year-old who's drinking underage. If it were a child, like a teenager, that would be a different situation. Yeah. But the fact that he held on to the video for months, waiting to use it to hurt this other guy's reputation, who is... I would say objectively more successful than him. 
Um, that is snake behavior. Yeah. Well, he, just, he looks like a tattletale. He looks like, like a whiny dude, little if, tattletale. If somebody, if somebody says something mean about you, just take it on the chin and move on with your life. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Nothing is, you, the world didn't end because this dude was drunk and a dick to you. This is what happens when men don't get in fist fights in the parking yeah. lot anymore. Like this is, this kid, like uh, my guess is that this dude is never, um, gotten drunk with his friends and you're talking and, about getting verbally abused by someone who was born in 2003 this guy is clearly like he clearly wouldn't survive a day with me and dane like no <laughs> who say worse things about ourselves who say uh, me and dane talk worse to each other sober here at work than these dudes do <laughs> drunk in a, ca so, in a taxi cab at two in the morning. i'm playing the world's tiniest violin for dream right now pour one out for him he's very emotionally distraught it's uh, it's it's not going to make it's not going to make him any tougher to just post this on the internet and expect people to back him. It just look makes you look like the tattletale who went to the principal. Also, I loved the TMNT movie. Mary loved it. It was so, like I'm a fan. Say, Consider say, me a fan. People say Mary doesn't love anything, and she loved the the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that came out this year. A movie that Mary liked, but I didn't really like. I loved the visuals. I loved the soundtrack. Um. I liked the villain Superfly. Um, the jokes were actually funny. It's fun for the whole family. I, I really do think Tyrell is the winner here because uh, my hope is that Dream is the one who booked the Uber, so that way he gets a five star <laughs> he, rating. He tipped Tyrell a thousand dollars. By the way, I hope that Tyrell got a huge tip. Look, how do you? Okay, then I got a question for you. Uh, I, I don't. Do you, have you ever taken an Uber? Do you take an Uber on yeah, a regular basis? I, I, I have. Okay, not regularly. Do you prefer an Uber driver who engages in conversation or who chooses not to engage? Um, it depends. If they're old, I want to talk to them. If they're not old, I don't want to talk to them. Interesting. Why, like, Every time that I get an older Uber driver who's like retired and does this as a side hustle, they're always super interesting, funny, friendly. Yeah. I love talking to them. They have stories. But if it's anyone else, I don't want to talk. The, um, my favorite was, um, <laughs> I had an Uber driver once who told me how like, uh, she's like, yeah, and I used to drive. She's like, I just finally got my license. I'm like, oh, She's like, yeah, I, I basically drove illegally for like eight years and then moved here and had to get my license. I'm like, huh. That's cool. Cool. Like, a, you know. Well, was, you must be pretty good at it to get away with it for that long. Eight years. Got away with it to every, said so like I drove every day <laughs> for eight years. Oh, also, um, I, I mentioned in the thing, because Mary said, uh, somebody says Seth, the Seth Rogen one, Mary equals canceled. Well, Seth Rogen made that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and then and that actor, Nicholas Cantu, was in that movie, and Seth yeah. Rogen was the one who went on that weird, <laughs> like, binge on Twitter where he was sending random celebrities messages asking if they were Jewish. So there's weirdness all around from all of these people. Who was it that he like threatened to come to their house and attack them or something? Is that I don't I I just know that him and Gad Sad got into it and Gad Sad owned him big time because Gad Sad is super smart and Seth Rogen is super not smart, as you, <laughs> as you can as you can imagine. Yeah, the, Tyrell is the winner of this story. Dream is a a little bit of a whiny baby as to be expected. Uh, just to, like I can't imagine wanting to like post this and basically being a tattletale and being like, see, they said mean stuff about me. You can't like weaponize cancel culture against someone who was born in 2003. Yeah. Because they've seen it all. <laughs> they don't care. I don't think that you can 
cancel a, a Zoomer who is unapologetically so. Do you think those Zoomers will regret it later? Regret something like this? Regret I mean, the, I would. like a lot of, it's really funny because I grew up in the age where people were like, be careful what you put on the internet. And now that phrase means something different than it meant like 10 years ago. Back in the day, it was like, don't post pictures of yourself drunk at parties because a future <laughs> employer might see it. Right yeah. now, it's a now bunch it's of this. now it's now Mary is the one who comes into the post and says, "Where are their n-word tweets?" <laughs> you know, that's that's what people are looking for. It's not so much the yeah. were you drunk at a Halloween party dressed kind of slutty, or did you say a bunch of heinous shit when you were fifteen that ends up having you know losing you a job. Now they're farther like down the line. You know, we would hire you, but we couldn't find any photos of you drunk at parties. You look so we're you're not kind of boring. We're anymore. gonna be talking about that on Wednesday. Yeah. Vibes. <laughs> so yeah. All right, let's go now. We got some super chats there, do we not? Gordon Shumway said, I want Marvel to do the onslaught story and destroy pretty much all of the superheroes, then stay away from the genre for a few years to give us a break. Yeah, I would love for them to perhaps uh, like take a few years off. That's never going to happen. To be to be fair, that they can't do that as a business model. That's impossible. I thought there was an okay idea that maybe what they do is they just tell stories from the characters they got back from 20th Century Fox for a while. So you just do X Men and Fantastic Four and Deadpool stories for like four or five years. Uh, one movie a year, every year, and then in five years, you make a big event leading to the uh, rebirth of the MCU and your standard characters. And by then, you've given more time. Maybe you recast Captain America. Maybe you find a new Iron Man, though I think that that's an impossible task to find a Robert Downey Jr. that's know. going to be able to do it People again. People pontificate all the time about how Kevin Feige or Bob Iger could save the MCU, but the reality is they're not going to take any advice. Nope. They're going to continue in this train wreck pileup. And nothing will change. Nothing will change that. Everything will be, because, because Kevin Feige always wanted to make the MCU what it is now. He talks about it in the past, how he wanted to make the MCU diverse, which has nothing to do with storytelling. Diversity is not bad. Diversity, as a selling point and an only a selling point is bad. When it's a point that you make as something that needs to be done rather than something that happens organically as it should, that's not a good idea. You need it to happen organically or people are going to revolt as they have done. And they would talk about how Ike Perlmutter and some of these other guys who work for Marvel were like, look, maybe that's not something we need to inherently focus on. We can do it, but it can't be the whole reason for changing something, otherwise people will rebel. And they did. Serenko Productions said Loki's ending gives Marvel a very convenient out to get rid of majors without having to explain why he's suddenly not the big bad of this phase. I'm telling you, do it and just make Captain Marvel the bad guy. And then you get a big bad evil woman and it can be and they can run an ad campaign. Women can be evil too. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh her evil her evil herstory. <laughs> That's uh the, they can do that. They can do this. Her heretic. Okay, no, no. <laughs> Shane H. Wilder said, oh, thank you, my friends. I ask only that you enjoy the memes, including the 75K meme and new Mary as dictator meme. I also posted a pic of the Alex riding the Rogan centaur steamrolling gay frogs, LOL. I'm telling you, we need to look into these, um, we need to look into these birds now too. 
It's bad. Because somebody... Uh, the gay birds. I, I, I remember he posted, like, in the video that, I, that somebody sent me. It says, like... And then David Hogg said, what does he got... Like, what's the problem with gay frogs? Being gay is good. Being gay is fine. And he goes, not if you want more frogs. Not if you want more birds. <laughs> OrganizedBusinessServices.com said, Remember, guys, all these Lamborghinis and mansions is all a show. I do not think P. Diddy is not close to one billion. Anyone can lease anything, and I bet P. Diddy is five million, and he owns something to somebody. He owns the... Owes something to somebody, like the mob. He owns significant rights to Notorious B.I.G.'s music, which makes him rich. It It does. Well, and others. Uh, and I'm saying, but I'm saying like that alone. And I'm sure that he's invested outside of that. That alone makes you very, very wealthy. And merchandise yeah. and everything like that. DC and C said, Mares and Bretty Brettler. Miranda sings chats worse than Justin Roiland. True or false? I, heard, I forgot about the Justin Roiland stuff. Miranda Sings was worse than yeah. Justin Roiland, actually, like by a long shot, yes. And I am not Bretty Brettler. Brett Brettler would be okay. Brett Brettler sounds like a football player, too, if, I'm, if I'm being completely well, honest. Brettler just sounds like Brett mixed with Hitler, so yeah. I wouldn't play into that. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Shuster said, my first super chat here, take a shot every time Brett says he's from Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota, too. Mary, what are you drinking today? It looks refreshing. Uh, sparkling water. Pineapple. Do I say I'm from Minnesota that much? Yeah, you should stop. Okay. You should I'm just not stop from mentioning that. You should say that you're somewhere else. I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah. Just a Stranger said, Mary, what are your thoughts on a child having the mother's and father's last name? Uh, you mean like a hyphenated last name? Is that what you mean? Or... How do you feel about hyphenators, Mary? Hyphenating is really stupid. It really is. I think um, either take your husband's name or don't, but the hyphenating is a cop-out. If your husband's name is awful, like if it's like Hitler or something, I I personally, I wouldn't take it. But I, I agree with the tradition in general, but if, if he has an exceptionally bad last name, Wait, so, so you're don't telling, take it. You're telling me that like you would still marry, like then you have to go through a wedding where they're like, do you- If I fell in love you, with a guy named Joe Hitler, uh, and, and I would Adolfo, not take his last name. But then at the wedding, they're like, do you marry Morgan, take Adolfo Hitler for- His, na his name is not Adolfo. <laughs> his name is Joe. <laughs> There was a, there was literally a guy with the last name Hitler that got like Twitter famous because his wife actually did take his last name and his kids all have the last name as well. Damn. He seems like a nice, wholesome dude who that just is, happens to be named Hitler for some reason. That is just, I, but I'm just like, if I remember correctly, Hitler is banned in Germany. You cannot the name, name Adolf kid, though. Ad, okay, not Hitler. Okay, because you inherit the name Hitler. Oof, but he didn't have kids, right? That is just, uh, that is just. Brutal. Or no, his kids didn't have kids. So that, yeah. died off. But some people have the last name Hitler. Anyway, hyphenating is dumb. Bucky Ducky said gay ducks, maybe. I don't know. What if the name was Stalin? Would you take the name Stalin? I would debate it. It takes, like, even though I it would should, think about it, even though it doesn't, even though it should carry just as much weight, it, it doesn't. doesn't. I, I would think about it, but probably not. <laughs> Mussolini, though. <laughs> Mary Mussolini. Mussolini has a ring to it. Yeah. 
You can't deny that. Mary would absolutely go by Mary Mussolini. Then I'd be an honorary Italian. There you go. <laughs> Shane H. Wilder said, another random one for you, Mary. The AP fired all of their Jewish journalists during World War II in Germany to appease the Yahtzee party. We hate the alt-right Yahtzees. Yes. DC and C said, will you be reviewing the Bernstein flick? When does that come out? The, the Bradley Cooper movie. I thought it already came out. Did it already come out? Yeah. I saw interviews from like it Terry Mulligan. It just doesn't sound all that interesting to me. Like, it didn't. I, I, I'm probably going to wait to see Napoleon. I don't want to see his big prosthetic putty nose. <laughs> Um, I do want to see Silent Night though with Joel Kinnaman and I'm right now the only theaters that are showing it are like 40 minutes away if not that's longer nice. and that's just a little bit like I'm, I'm hoping that it's a John Woo movie it should at least get a release at the theater by us we're in the sticks uh, Redeem the Nation said love your content oh already oh. read that one um, Bucky Ducky said, as much as I hate her, I'd watch evil Captain Marvel. I think a lot of people would say the same. That's the point, right? You yeah. want to see her be evil because you know she's going to get her comeuppance <laughs> at the end. He also said, Brett, I'll go interview my ducks for you. Uh, somebody should interview ducks and have the segment be called Getting Your Ducks in a Row. That's what it should be called. Yeah. Bucky Ducky said, would you get Mr. Hitler to take your name, though? I wouldn't. If I were in love with a guy named Joe Hitler, I wouldn't make him take my last name. Like he's free to keep his last name. But I just, I don't wanna, I don't wanna get into that mess. I don't want my children to grow up with the last name Hitler. It's a lot of baggage, you're gonna get bullied. Pat the Plumber said, Mary, if you married a guy named Jim Carrey, would you take the last name? Well, why not? There you go. There's your answer. I wouldn't marry Jim Carrey, though. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Before we go, would you hit the like button on this video? And would you subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already? I do also want to thank you guys again. We did pass 75,000 subscribers. The channel is doing great. I want to thank all of you for that. It is an honor and a pleasure to entertain all of you. Now, Mary, where can they find you? You sound like Tom Cruise. Do I? Thank it you. is an honor to entertain it, you. Look, it is. It absolutely is. <laughs> You can send me validation on Instagram at Mary Archived, or you can send me hate on X that is also Mary Archived. Perfect. Guys, if you would like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twix at Brett Dasovic on both of those platforms. Pop Culture Crisis is here five days a week, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you would like to listen to the audio version of this podcast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Pandora, and Spotify. And if you want to follow the show on social media, we are on Twix at Pop Culture underscore show. Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis, Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. Guys, we will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.